Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. I'm Paul Catalina alongside former Cowboys cornerback Orlando Skandrick. The Believe Podcast Network, the only place that covers the teams that you love the way they deserve to be covered. Do you believe? Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And Orlando, there's a lot of news, you know, in the NFL that's COVID-19 related, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about that stuff, you know, down the line and further podcasts. I thought we would jump into some of the kind of nuts and bolts of this Cowboys season as they start getting workouts underway here in, in I guess it's this week where they'll, they'll actually be out on the field doing practices and then get into pads here in another week or so or full contact, whatever they're going to do. But the Cowboys are in an interesting position this year because they have a new coach in Mike McCarthy. Uh, they had Jason Garrett for a long time. He was someone who, you know, fans may not realize this, but he was beloved and respected in that locker room. People love Jason Garrett. It was not a factor of, you know, they were tired of Jason Garrett or nobody likes Jason Garrett or anything like that. It was just his message got stale and it was time for a new voice. Your thoughts on the transition from Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy. Paul, first of all, I want to say it's great to be back with you today. Um, I was just watching everything transpire over the weekend, just reading articles, you know, about getting back in the swing of the Cowboys, even talked to a few players. Um, I think for Mike McCarthy, I think it's a great thing when you get a new coach. Um, There's guys that are going to get fresh starts um, that may have struggled. There's guys that are going to have to have their backs against the wall because they're not going to be a Mike McCarthy guy, a Mike Nolan guy. But I think just Coach McCarthy is, he comes from winning. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. Um, he knows what it takes. He's won a lot of games. He's been around a lot of great players. And I think that'll be that'll be the biggest thing that these players can take in. And for some guys that are guys that weren't getting much playing time and are weren't in the favor of the last coaching staff, you get a fresh start. Yeah, and... You know, it's it's kind of exciting that there's maybe some new juice on offense, you know, for Dak Prescott and all the weapons that they have, particularly Dak Prescott, in that he's a quarterback who's he's worked with Jason Garrett and Scott Linehan, and of course Kellen Moore stays on, but this is a an offensive mind that that he's never had access to before. And it seems like everything that's been thrown at Dak in his career he's taken on. I I think that you'll see just a boom from Dak this year that he'll his stats will go up even further than they were because I think he fits what Mike McCarthy does. I think that Dak is going to continue to improve because Dak is a perfectionist. He's a great player. But I think the biggest challenge here is Mike McCarthy is going to have to do the things that Dak does well. He's not Brett Favre. He's not Aaron Rodgers. And that's not taking anything away. He's just who he is, Dak Prescott. I think they they had a big plus in keeping Kellen Moore on the staff. Kellen has been with Dak throughout the whole way. If you know the story, Kellen was the backup quarterback, breaks his ankle. Dak comes in. He's the rookie. He's now the number two. 
Tony Romo injures his back. Dak's now the starter. This whole time, Kellen's on IR. He's he's by Dak's side. Um, they kept him on the staff as the quarterback coach. After he was on practice squad, he's helped Dak. I think him and Dak have a great rapport, and I think that's a big plus. I think Kellen's a hidden gem in this whole thing. That uh, Kellen Moore's broken leg happened right in front of me in Oxnard, by the way. I'll never forget it as long as I live. I mean, I was, it was as close as I could be on the field to it, you know, where the media stands there, Orlando. That way, and I, I felt, I remember feeling really bad for him because here he had an opportunity, but Kellen Moore's taken that opportunity and, and kind of changed it into a new thing where he's a, a coach on the rise in the NFL. I told, couldn't agree more. He has a great offensive mind. I think Kellen's brain, if his, body stature and his arm strength would have matched up to his brain we'd be sitting here talking about Kellen Moore being a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now yeah he's not like uh he is one of the smaller NFL players I think I've ever come across like especially for what a guy who's going to get hit like he is I mean he's 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 just a thin guy and so you know I again and you know average arm strength but man is I think I think you know five years from now we could be talking about Kellen Moore being one of the more exciting head coaches in the NFL couldn't agree more um but what I do think that is coach McCarthy's mind he's been able to sit for a year watch the NFL he's going to be able to pick Kellen's brain he's going to be able to see the things that Dak does well in person and not just on film and then he's got an extra bonus which is Ezekiel Elliott he's got one of the best running back, if not the best running back in the league. And then he's got this offensive line that's loaded with experience, loaded with pro bowlers, future Hall of Famers. I think it's going to be really exciting to see. And last but not least, he's going to get three wide receivers that are explosive and that can take the top off of the defense at any time, led by Amari Cooper. Yeah, he didn't have that. He had good wide receivers. Don't get me wrong. Blue Adams is one of the better ones in the league, and he's had some good ones. But he he didn't have that the last few years in Green Bay. It was essentially Aaron Rodgers, you know, kind of raising the level of these guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, they they had some great receivers though. Devontae Adams is a top receiver in the league. He's been he was blessed with to draft Jordy Nelson, to have Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Randall Cobb, Jimmy Graham. Jermichael Finley. They've had a lot of great weapons over the years. Yeah, he just, I mean, I guess in the last couple of years with Aaron Rodgers, they didn't have the the same kind of skill guys. And, a, and of course, his relationship with Aaron Rodgers was was deteriorating, for lack of a better word. It's just they they were, they were clashing. And it's kind of a, I don't know, it's it's not a similar, it's a kind of a similar thing to with, you know, the, the coach's message gets tired. But, you know, he and Aaron Rodgers weren't, going to see eye to eye and you know Aaron Rodgers is still there Mike McCarthy's not um, and is there something to the fact that like maybe he has something to prove that this was not just because I had Aaron Rodgers that that we did this I think that if he is still thinking about the reason of his fail or his being fired in Green Bay and he's carrying that with him to Dallas I think that he's already off to a bad start and I don't know coach McCarthy, but just from what I know of him, I think he's completely looking forward. He's completely ready to attack this challenge. And he waited until he got a great opportunity. He walked into a great opportunity. He walked into a team that underachieved last year, but they have all the pieces in place. Now it's his job to get the most out of all of those pieces. 
Yeah, he could have taken the Browns or the Jets or, you know, teams that were further down the the list of talent and organizations that aren't as well run as the Cowboys, but he waited for a spot. He waited to get with Jerry Jones or an or you know, it could have been anybody else, but you know, this this was a match that was was really for him because he didn't have to come in and say and and scrap everything down to the bone. He he walks into a situation where this is a team that's been in the playoffs. They were they were you know, they probably should have been if, if one or two things go their way last season. And and they don't have much to build as far as, you know, Johnny's and Joe's on the field. They have to just get it right when it comes to execution. They just need to get he just needs to get the most out of these players. He needs to put them in great position and he just needs to be able to push them. Um, I think these guys are hungry on defense. I know they're going to go through a big transition going from a 4-3 to a 3-4. So there's some question marks on defense just to see if DeMarcus can get back to where he was. I know he wants it being around him just to see Leighton Banderish come back from injury and just to see the continued continue growth of Jalen Smith. Well, and uh, Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch are kind of moving positions uh, that, that may maximize what they do. And what do you think about that? Like Leighton Vander Esch is, is now, uh, he's going to be, uh, I guess he's going to be in the middle, right? And then yeah, they're going to let, it's, yeah. It's a 3-4 though. So it's going to be like kind of, I don't know if they're calling it the Mike and the Will or the Mike and the Mo, but um, Leighton was pretty much, the middle linebacker when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen was the weak side linebacker. If I'm not, if I stand, if I'm not incorrect, I think last year Jalen moved into the middle because Layton was hurt and Sean got a chance to play some more time at the wheel. I think this would be great for Sean's career. I mean, this is what defense Sean came in the league playing uh, with Rob Ryan. And at the beginning of his career, he was completely lights out when he was healthy. Yeah. And, and Sean Lee also, uh, when it comes to uh, transitioning into a new defense, I, I think just from talking to Sean over the years, there's nobody who's, who's more ready to take on a challenge of, Oh, this is something else I need to learn. Oh, he'll love it. Won't he? He will. He definitely will. And I think he's so cerebral. He's already been studying. He's already been, he's taking these virtual workouts to another level. I definitely know Sean will be ready and I'm looking forward to seeing him in this defense. I, uh, I got a kick out of, and I know that uh, when the, the Amazon show, when uh, it was just the, the player meetings and there weren't coaches in there, the way Sean was talking and the little things that he sees, he was talking specifically in that one about how he attacks playing Darren Sproles and like how he breaks down, this is how you got to tackle this guy individually. To, to me, I'd never even thought about it on the levels like that. Oh, it's definitely that cerebral. You have to have a plan. If you go up there without a plan, you're going to definitely probably fail. That's failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Do you, do you think that the transition for a lot of these guys into a three, four, they, I mean, they don't, they seem to have guys who can, who can flex out of it. And I don't, I don't think they have a lot of guys that would be not a fit to move into whatever it is. Mike, Mike Nolan's going to do on defense. Yeah, we're going to see, um, the NFL is about muscle memory, and they went out and got some guys that have played in a 3-4, and Don Terry Poe and Gerald McCoy, Alden Smith. Um, it's just going to be a matter of putting all the pieces together and executing defensively, finding out what they do well, not trying to do much, finding out a few things they do well and mastering them. 
Yeah, with the the secondary, I would think would be a big question because again, you lose Byron Jones. Uh, you know, he signed a big contract with the Dolphins. He's gone. Um, a lot of young players back there, but but guys who uh, you know. Cheeto Wuzier, uh, you know, looked like he was he was kind of on the way up last year. Jordan Lewis really, I thought, played solid. Anthony Brown's been a very solid player. Plus, they draft Trayvon Diggs uh, in the second round this year, so they've got they've got players that they like. What do you think the difference will be? in this secondary and trying to create turnovers, which is something that the defense has not done well for the last couple of seasons. Um, they're just going to have to be ball hawks. And they did draft Diggs from Alabama. Um, Cheeto, who's been kind of up and down his whole time there. It's going to be, it's going to really, really be interesting to see how these guys mesh together and Jordan getting a fresh start. Um, the same way AB having a lot to prove going into free agency and probably not getting the contract that he expected, but getting great financial security for his family. And then Xavier Woods been in a contract year and also adding the safety, which came over from Chicago and Clinton Haha Dix. Oh yeah. Um, well, you mentioned the contract year. How much does that weigh on a player's mind during, during the season? I think it depends. You can go look at this thing and say that every day you're going to prove what you're worth, or you can go and say, Oh my God, if I don't play well, I'm not going to get anything. So it's all about the mentality in the player. Have you ever had to like tell a guy like, Hey, you got to put that out of your mind. Um, one thing is about the NFL things that you don't talk about is people's contracts okay. or people's money. Those that's a kind of a un, uh, unwritten rule. Yeah. So you like, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't, you don't just bring It's, it's kind of like religion and politics. You just don't bring it up at, at I mean, dinner. Yeah, I, you definitely don't bring up the way a person feeds their family. You give people encouragement. You tell them to go relax and play and be yourself. And, you know, you reassure them that they're there for a reason and that they got all the tools. But as far as talking to someone about their contract, that's a very, 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 very sticky conversation. I'll tell you, it's my least favorite thing as a reporter to ask about. Because if you haven't signed it, you don't know, you know, like, you you know more. I mean, you've probably heard from your agent and you know how it's going. But, you know, until it's actually, you know, you, you put your name in the dotted line, there's there's really nothing you can say. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I really don't talk to anyone about their contract yeah. unless asked of advice. But when it comes to that, you know, you just tell the person to just be the best they can and just play their butt off and they're going to get what they deserve. Yeah. Um, when you. When you look at the the defense as a whole, you know we, we've talked about you know they, they have pass rushers in Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford will be back. That'll be huge. Um, you know, adding Alden Smith, which they don't really know what they'll get out of him because he's been out of the league for a few years. Do they have the pieces to help them take that next step right now? Just on paper, you think they got a great pass rusher in Demarcus, phenomenal Pro Bowl player, All Pro type player, Alden Smith, Pro Bowl type player all pro type player. We haven't seen him play in a while. Um, it's will they'll find the depth in the pass rush, that extra pass rush. What position will Ty play? Ty has been, he's solid as a rock, but what position will he play in this scheme? Will Don Terry Poe be able to stay healthy? How productive will Joe McCoy be? It's just, it's a lot. It's just how well will they play together? This group of guys hasn't been together at all. Mm-hmm. When you add a player like Alden Smith, who's been out of the league for for a few years, you know, meshing in the locker room and all that is a big deal. What is what is the biggest transition for someone like Alden Smith, who, for whatever reason, whether it's off the field stuff or or injuries, has to step in after being away for a while? Yeah, I think it's just gonna he's just gonna have to come in and just kind of let his play and let his demeanor on the field help him mesh. You know. 
I think he'll be fine though. He's been with Mike Nolan before and you know, they have great guys around there. Sean's great. DeMarcus will be great. Ty's great. I think, I think it'll work out well. Yeah, and and look, the Cowboys have tried this with a lot of different guys before. You know, bring him in, you know, giving them their second or last chance before. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and and it appears to me, and again, I don't know anything about Alden Smith, the person. I've never talked to him or met him or anything like that. But it appears to me that he's he's spent the time that he's had away from the league trying to fix his problems as opposed to just trying to get back in the league and, and kind of hide them. Yeah. I don't have any idea and you know I'm really not in the business of speaking on that but yeah. for the sake of I hope that he's well and I hope that he makes the the best of this opportunity puts everything behind him and just looks forward and he wins going forward. Yeah and 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 if they if they do happen to get Randy Gregory back that's a that's another bonus uh, and that's that's been a long arduous process for him. I know he voiced his frustration with the way that his case has been handled by the league. Um yeah I really just as as a fan of him as a person. I I remember I met him and interviewed him when he was a rookie and thought like man this this is a you know really interesting dude and and really looks like he has a high ceiling. I, I really hope that he gets a chance to come back and play. Randy's been given a ton of opportunities so as far as his frustration with the league that frustration should start with itself. Mm-hmm. Um I wish the nothing but the best for Randy. I spent a lot of time with him. We had a lot of talks together and you know he's just going to have to follow the protocols and the due process and in due time hopefully things will land in his favor. But as far as being frustrated with the league over this whole situation, I think those frustrations come from a new CBA and new um, substance of abuse policies. And, you know, Randy's been given a ton of opportunities. Those who know Randy, those who have been around Randy understand that as well. Yeah. And, and again, just because the rules change doesn't mean that he you know, automatically gets the slate wiped clean. They've got to review everything, uh, you know, for each individual player who's gone. He's not the only one who's had to go through that. Exactly. And I think that what that tells me and what that should tell him, that plan in the NFL is a privilege, not a right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little offense right now. The biggest thing that they have to replace on offense would be Travis Frederick, you know, all pro center, a guy who I don't know if he'll he'll be in the Hall of Fame because I don't know if his, his longevity is there. But, you know, if you base it on the amount of time that he played, he was the best center in the league pretty much the entire time that he was there and that's a huge hole to fill they did it with joe looney when he was out two years ago now they have looney tyler biotish uh maybe connor williams uh perhaps connor mcgovern they have a lot of guys that can compete for that um where do you see that falling as far as the competition um i think joe's got the upper hand because he's done it before um joe's a guy that was a beauty to be around he was my locker mate (laughs) Um, so the whole time it was just me and Jumbo Joe, but, um, I look forward to him getting a chance to prove himself, to prove that he's a productive and not just a backup player to produce, to prove that he's a serviceable player in this league. Well, he, he started 16 games two years ago, so they know that he can do that. And, you know, plus the other thing about Joe Looney, you mentioned him, like you laughed as soon as you said his name. He is someone who is the, he is a locker room guy. He is, he is, you know, you're having a, if it's a rainy day, man, you're not going to know it from Joe Looney. Did I lose you? You there? No, I'm here. I, okay, I think yeah. it went out, though. Oh, sorry. Yeah, if, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll start. I'll edit that out later. Um, okay. But Joe Looney is such a he's such a 
he's such a big presence in the locker room. You know, you laughed when I, you know, I mentioned his name. If it's a rainy day, you're not going to know from Joe Looney. I mean, he's 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 one of those that uh, that his his presence is felt far beyond what his 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 play on the field is. Definitely, Joe was a guy who came in every day, um, smile on his face. One of the best teammates I had from a positive standpoint, and just a super positive guy. And I'm super happy that he's getting this. This um, I'm stuck for words. I'm super happy that he's getting this shot, that he's getting this opportunity, and I think he'll make the most of it. Do you think? Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and it is. It's really more center and and of course left guard, depending on how Connor Williams comes back. So it's kind of two positions, but it, they've got the guys. You know, they, they've got a you know a legit competition. They've got experience. They've got you know young guys who they like. So I, I you know I don't I don't think the offensive line will suffer that much. Although not having a Travis Frederick is still a huge thing. Absolutely. I look to see Joe at center and I look to see Connor Williams being his job to lose at guard. Yeah. Uh, and, and Connor, you know, he had the injury that ended last year. Uh, I thought he was playing a lot better as the season went on. And I, sometimes I think people think, oh, well, this guy's a pretty high draft pick. He should be good right away. Well, there's a there's a learning curve, especially when you've got to be so big and strong and the guys you're going against are, you know, uh, are NFL dudes that have been in there in the league for eight, nine, ten years that that know more than you. There's definitely a learning curve. There's definitely going to be ups and downs. And when you're a high draft pick, the expectations are much higher than a guy who was a low draft pick. But I think um, experience is something that you can't get anywhere except for on the field. And I think he has experience, and I look for him to have a great third year. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I the other thing I'm kind of excited to see is – you know, we know that Ezekiel Elliott will be a huge part of the offense, and I'm, I'm sure his catches will go up. And his, I mean, I think everything's probably going to go up across the board uh, for everybody in the Cowboys' offense. But one player I'm really interested to watch in this is, is Tony Pollard, who we saw a little bit of it last year, but not a whole, whole lot. What do you think about Tony Pollard and, and maybe kind of coming in as a change of pace in McCarthy's offense? Um, I think there's one ball. I think there's a lot of weapons. I think Ezekiel Elliott gets paid a lot of money to be the lead horse, and I expect to see that and continue to see that. So Tony Pollard just going to have to catch where catch can. I mean, I'm, that's yeah. how it looks like to me. Yeah. I mean, when you pay when you pay one receiver twenty million, you draft another in the first round. <clears throat> you got another guy that's coming off of an eleven hundred yard season, and then you got a running back that's a hundred million dollar guy. I don't expect to see him standing next to Mike McCarthy much. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Um, Ceedee Lamb comes in uh, for a young receiver. Is this almost? I don't know if it's a perfect situation, but you know he's got high expectations. But he doesn't have to come in and save this offense. Yeah, it's gonna be great for him. He's gonna get to be around Amari, um, a guy who I think has some similarities to him. And when it comes to change of pace, and he's gonna get to be around you know, a good running game and he's going to get a lot of one-on-one matchups and it's going to be up to him to win. Yeah. And, and all three of them, they're all a little bit different though. So it's not like you have, you know, three guys that do all the same things. They're all pretty versatile. You know, uh, they can all play wherever it is on the field. Uh, you know, they, I, I expect to see a ton of, of kind of mixing and matching with where they line up during the yeah, season. I, I expect to see them all over the place. I expect to see McCarthy put them in positions to win. I expect to see McCarthy also put him in, them in positions to have great matchups. How hard is that to prepare for when you are watching a team that has three guys, plus a tight end like Blake Jarwin, who has, has started to show that he can make plays down the field? Not to mention Ezekiel Elliott, too, when you've got an offense that can be so multiple like that uh, in the week leading up to. 
well, let's not act like they're going to no. reinvent the, the game of football. And there's been teams with three great receivers. And there are teams right now that have three great receivers in the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think, you know, it's going to be more about what the Cowboys do than what defenses do to stop them. So it's it's basically going to be, here's what we're bringing at you. you I dare you to stop it. Is that the better way to put I mean, it? That's that's kind of the, the mentality that it was in Kansas City. And I spent a year there. And Tyreek can line up anywhere. Sammy can line up anywhere. Then they added Markel Harwin to put with Demarcus Robinson. I think they have one of the top group of receivers in the NFL. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you see... Is there a comparison you can put with McCarthy? I mean, people have seen McCarthy's offense with the Packers, but do you see him, you know, maybe picking up some of that? Like, people like to steal in the NFL, like what the Chiefs did because he's got that kind of skill. Well, he hopes he has that kind of skill set with the Cowboys. Um, I think you do. You, I think you go around and you look at things and you see where the league is from a schematic standpoint and you take things and you add it into your offense. I think the Chiefs are very different, but what Andy Reid is doing with the Chiefs is something that he's done with the Eagles the whole time. He's just added a new flavor to it. He's kind of evolved a little bit. And I think McCarthy is going to have to evolve a little bit and kind of do some things that Dak's done well and also do some things that's worked for him in the past with the Green Bay Packers. All right, so uh, just take me into the player's perspective at this point in camp. Where, like, is there like is there excitement? Is there buzz? What's the what's the feeling from a player? I mean, I know it's 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 your job, you know, but uh, it's still is there you know is there what is it is it kind of you know new beginnings? What is it like? I wish I could take you to the perspective. Yeah, um, everyone's social distancing and wearing masks from the pictures I see. Um, they're not on the field; they're working out. So it seems like a crossover of OTAs and off-season conditioning, followed by training camp. So I'm sure there's a lot of excitement. You know, guys are going to get on the field soon, get a chance to prove themselves. There won't be any preseason, so it will be an off-season feel with a mix of a mini camp before a season start. What were you like before training camp? Before training camp, it was just like I was preparing. I was getting ready to prepare. I was preparing my body to go through a four to six month grind. And, you know, I was always pretty comfortable at this time. Did you do you get like butterflies in your stomach when it starts? I mean, what what's it like when the season starts? Um, no, I definitely get butterflies before each game, but that's mm-hmm. just the anxiety part of it. Yeah. But as far as butterflies before camp, no, I was just coming in every day trying to be the best version of myself, trying to improve every day, picking something each and every day that I was going to improve on that I can add to my game. So when it comes to game time, I'll have a full package. How much harder will it be for a rookie this year because he didn't have all that other the, the offseason work that you would normally get? I mean, the offseason has been getting shorter and shorter every year. The offseason was much longer when I came into the league than after the pre, um, the post-CBA, it got shorter, and now it's going to be no preseason. So it's going to be tough for some of those guys that are at the back of the roster that are looking to make an impression in the preseason. They're going to have to come out each and every day, and when game-like situations are presented with them in practice, they're going to have to prove that they can do it. Yeah, I, I – I would think that they're probably a little bit more attention. Plus, there's less guys now. I mean, it's, instead of 90, you're down to 80 guys on the roster, which you usually have 90. So that's that's 10 guys in each team that thought they were going to have a shot that don't, at least right now, you know, have that shot that they thought with a team that that signed them. And uh, I, you know, that's that's the one thing about this so far that I felt the worst about because there could be a guy in that 90 that's a Victor Cruz, you know, or, or somebody yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. 
I don't um I don't know if I agree with that. You know, <laughs> the bottom ten guys are usually just practice bodies. Yeah, and I think that you don't need that extra long snapper, that extra kicker. Camp's going to be a little bit shorter. It's going to be a little bit more controlled. I think this is going to give some guys opportunities to get reps that wouldn't have gotten reps because that eighty first through ninetieth guy did work so hard, and you got a few reps. I think most of those extra bodies were used for like special teams drills and things like that. Things that you need to get live reps on. Yeah, you you mentioned the extra kicker. Well, the Cowboys did have two kickers until last week. Now it's going to be Greg Zerline, uh, and that was a big thing for them last year. Orlando, they they couldn't really rely on on making a kick, uh, especially in the early part of the season. Uh, and now they, they've got one of the better kickers in the league, and they lost. You know, they were zero and five in games decided by seven points or less. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that you you didn't have a kicker you could rely on. Greg Zerline comes in and hopefully fixes that. He does. Not only does he score points, he's going to be great for them in that dome and just controlling the field position when it comes to kicking off after they score. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, John Fossil comes in, new special teams coach, and, and he's worked with Zerline and, and all those guys before. All right, Orlando, um, that's going to do it for us. Um, we'll be back again next week, this same time. And, again, like I said, a reminder, during the season, we'll kick it up. Uh, we'll add one during the week. We'll do kind of a wrap-up and a preview uh, of each game as they come along. But we still have a little ways before that happens. Orlando, always great to talk to you. Looking forward to it. Had a great time this week. Please like and subscribe uh, wherever you uh, do get your podcast to believe in the Cowboys Orlando any final thoughts before we go none at all I just want to tell you to enjoy your week it was always it's it was a pleasure it's always going to be a pleasure I'm looking forward to continue to work with you and see you next week all right this is the believe in the Cowboys podcast on the believe podcast network for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.